Welcome to another episode of Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. I am your host, Quincy Moran, along with Coach Rita. Rita, say what's up. What's up? And Ashley producing things. Ashley just straight down like a gangsta producing things. Love it. I love it. So, Rita, wow. Uh, hard conversations. Last episode. Yes. Uh, and for those of you um, who are jumping in, welcome to episode five, where we're going to talk about uh, the art of asking questions. Kind of goes like hand in hand uh, with hard conversations. And, uh, you know, a couple things the last episode that I really appreciated about you. One is I have the uh, propensity to be intense all the time just very intense and I appreciate that you were like hey look every conversation doesn't have to be hard you right. can have some fun ones too mm -hmm. so thank you guys uh, a for listening and thank you Rita for kind of clarifying that it doesn't have to be intense all the time you got to enjoy life you got to have some fun conversations too uh, and then just looking at um, that that reminder that uh, hard conversations is like it's something that's learned. It's not something that's built in. And it's a part of your relationship that you have got to cultivate. And the way you do that is like learning what questions to ask, learning how to hear. So like we were telling you before, you know, these, um, these episodes kind of build on one another. Right. Um, and before I turn it over, Rita, hey, look, dudes, listening to the podcast, uh, I just want to say thank you. I mean, it's a major leap of faith that you're here, uh, that you're listening, and uh, that you're putting some time and attention into developing yourself and your marriage and your relationships. I just want to tell you, you rock, and I'm glad you're here. So that's enough from me. Okay, uh, let's go ahead and get started with... Rita, you could talk a little bit about um, the art of asking questions because you are the Jedi master. You're the Yoda of asking Yoda. questions. And then uh, maybe if we have time, I'll get into an example that happened right. over the past couple of days with uh, Jeannie and I. Okay. That sounds good. I just want to... Um, it, it really does flow with our last episode that we did with hard conversations. Um, you know, like, not everybody wants to always have those hard conversations. You got to kind of mix it up a little bit and, and, um, talk about your future, talk about the things that, um, you're passionate about, you know, that you could have a balance of things, not just always feeling like you're sitting down having those heavy conversations with your spouse. So, um, it, 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 this episode is the art of asking questions. So it truly is an art. You really do have to learn how to do this. Um, when you're, when you're in those hard conversations, knowing how to ask questions is really important. And I think this episode, um, is going to help you in those moments that you can switch those conversations that, you want to come into it really trying to f figure out what is really going on in your marriage. Yeah. And sometimes we don't always know how to ask that. So I'm just going to give you some tips, um, some ways of how you go about doing that. 
um, the, you know, in the hard conversations, it's, it's that elephant in the room. How do I address that elephant in the room? It's been there for so long. And you have two people normally who are hurt, who, um, you know, have, have, um, maybe ought been offended with each other. So how is it that you could come into this conversation and leave all of that outside of the conversation? It's very, it's not always easy to do. So the art of asking questions is this. It's, it's what they call an open-ended question. They are very helpful when you're having, you know, like I said, the hard conversations. Open-ended are those questions that requires an, an answer more than just yes or no. Yes and no questions are close-ended. And mm-hmm. I'll give you examples as, as we go. I just want to try to kind of put, um, kind of put just some information out there first of what does that look like? What, yeah. what does that look like? You're telling me an open-ended question. What does that look like? It is the what, the why, the who, and the how, because those are opening someone up that you're asking them what makes you feel that way instead of, are you mad at me? I mean, that's two totally different examples of when you hear someone say to you, what made you feel that way in this, whatever it is that, you know, the situation is, um, why are you upset instead of, do you want to talk? Yeah. You could tell the difference if I say, are you mad at me? Yeah. Okay. That ends the conversation. There is no conversation after that. So when you ask somebody the, the why, the what, the who, the how that stops that person and really, um, gives them the ability or gives them the opportunity, I should say, to answer that question. So what made you feel that way? Why are you upset? What is bothering you? What can I do to change the way that made you feel? Big question. Why do you think it affected you that way? How can I help you? What do you mean? What do you need from me? That's a huge open question. What do you need from me? You know what, Rita? <clears throat> if I can interject just sure. for a minute. I'll tell you the place where I got the most practice at this. Before I really started practicing on my wife, if mm-hmm. you will. And that was with myself. Yes. I started, I started practicing um, these questions on myself because I would notice that there would be like buzzwords that she would say or something. And I would automatically go, there would be like a go-to reaction from me mm-hmm. where I would feel like, well, I already know what you're going to answer here. So now I'm in a different mind frame, you know, and that's where, uh, part of what, what would come in is when I'd start to get angry, it's like, okay, step back. You, you taught us this step back. Why am I feeling this way? Right. You know, and for us guys, Feelings are, you know, that's a conversation that's not really, we don't really breach. We don't bring it out. Right. Because we're not supposed to have feelings. We're men. But if you, I think just as a, as a note, as a personal note, guys, if, if you're willing, you know, to challenge yourself and start to ask, 
why in the world am I so upset when she's saying this? Right. What? Why am I so mad? What? Where's the? What's the root of this situation? I think it'll really. I think it'll help you become a better listener when your wife is talking, and then when she says something, you can ask a why question, not like imposing on her, right, or not like interrogating her, but just making her, giving her a, a safe place to answer, mm-hmm. and maybe she doesn't even know. Good. That is very, very true. Because sometimes when you ask um, these kind of questions and, you know, this is something that you're trying new and your wife or your husband, depending on, you know, who's doing this, might look at you like, what the heck is wrong with, like, where did this come from? Yeah. Because you're trying something different than most of us have those closed questions where it's just basically it's just yes or no like yes or no let's just get to the point are you mad at me yes all right so we both go our ways and we're mad at each other and we don't talk to each other for a couple days and then we come back and we really don't talk about what happened or what needs to really be talked about just sweep it right under that carpet and let it get a little bit bigger the the best example i can give you that's just come to me in the moment about this because it's a, it's a bridge that Jeannie and I had to cross. We had to build a bridge here. And that's when um, she'd make me really upset. Mm-hmm. And look, I'll be the first to admit, my timing has not been great in a lot of situations. Because <laughs> um, I'm the kind of person that, the way I operate is when something comes up, I just want to hit it head on immediately. Right. But there's a time and a place for certain conversations. And... I was not getting the time or the place right. I'll just tell you that. Uh, but the one thing that, that, that we, we had to build a bridge over was this. Are you okay? And I would get offended. I would get so irritated when she would ask me that question. And really? one time, Yeah. One time we were at the movies, and we were talking about something. Something made us upset. And she's like, are you okay? And I looked at her with a death stare, and I said, I'll always be okay. You don't ever have to ask me that again. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that terrible? Yes. Because um, what are you hearing? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I always hated it. It was my, my wife was reaching out to me to try to help me through something. Right. And I was like, I don't need nobody's help. I don't need your pity. Um, I'll, I'll do this on my own. But I didn't really sign up you know, for marriage to be doing things on my own. Mm-hmm. There are things you've got to work through, but when your partner's like, are you okay? And you fire back with, you know, obviously it was rooted in some kind of resentment I had towards her and thinking that she was my problem. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, uh, it was my problem and she was trying to help me through it. Right. So, you know, that, that, that's just one example. I hope it pertains to what we're talking about. Well, instead of like, it's a good example because, Instead of saying, are you okay? It's um, asking, what's going on? Huge difference. Um, Maybe you as a listener doesn't, can't hear that, but there is a huge difference between what's going on because I'm opening myself up to you to, to, um, ask you and to be vulnerable for you to to come back and answer me with some it's like thought provoking yes it's not just are you okay 
okay, yes, I am okay, but, and then you're going to unload. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> Why and, you're really not okay. You know, and as far as uh, the art of asking questions, another a thing that kind of coincides with this or goes together well is the day that changed my life where you taught me, you know, it's like, uh, guys, we just try to fix everything. Yes. You know, we'll get on the phone, we'll hear 19 problems, and then we'll come up with 20 solutions. So you have one as a backup. When your wife's not really saying, I need you to fix everything, she just needs ears to listen, to know you care. Exactly. And your next question is, how can I help? And a lot of times, half of those problems go away with mm -hmm. just, how can I help? And it's like, oh, I just needed you to listen to me. Exactly. And I'm like, wow, this is so much easier than trying to fix everything. Because she doesn't ever take my advice on fixing things anyway. What she does is hear uh, from her friend or her mom, give the same advice I did, and then it's like world changing. Oh, this is what I should do. Right. Um, but when I began to ask, how can I help? You know, she, she took some kind of mysterious comfort in that mm -hmm. just to know that I care. Right. So that's, that's instead two of you saying, are you done? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here's this, do this, right. do that. You know, it's real easy. Yeah. This got to get, and it's like the, the art of asking just th those two questions, understanding the question that mm -hmm. was being asked to me. Right. And then asking the appropriate question at the appropriate time for her. So sorry, I had to hijack that part. No, of it, no, that's okay. Because it, it, uh, it's a great example because it's something that my husband and I learned that, well, actually he learned, um, he will say, are you needing me to listen? Mm. Are you asking me for like my opinion, my advice? Um, because he wants to know where it is that I'm coming from. He doesn't want to assume. He doesn't want to put an ex Perfect. expectation on it. Yeah. So we can communicate with each other and he will stop me and say, you just need me to listen, right? Yes, honey. That's all I need you to do. But we've created that in our relationship. It's, right. it, these are things that these are tools, like we've said before, that we are giving you to start working at. And there's something that I wanted to say. I'm going to go back a little bit because... I just want to put it out there. You know, you keep saying, practice it on yourself. Don't go to your wife and unload all this stuff that you've learned. Like this is what it is that you were saying. And I just want to put this out there that, that men that you understand this, it takes six to eight months for you to realize that you have changed. That's with consistency. That's with you working at it every day. That's with, with you like intentionally doing something for that change. So it takes six to eight months for you personally to realize that you've changed and the change are implemented in your life. It takes 12 to maybe 15, 16 months for the other person to realize that you've changed. So we're talking, there's a time frame here that you're looking at that just because you have the art of asking questions in a conversation is not going to prove to your spouse that you have changed overnight. That's right. And as we say in the sports world, you know, you got to do work. Yes. You've got to have a game plan and you've got to do work. Right. And it's like any, 
your retirement account, your investments, whatever it is, it takes the beginning, it takes the first investment and then consistently investing within that for the payoff you're looking for. Exactly. So you, you got to have the smarts on how to play the short game, but ultimately this is all about the long game. So no matter where you are in your marriage, let's say you've been married for, for 40 years. Well, A, congratulations to you. Right. Because that's a major accomplishment. Yes. Being married two years, one year, major accomplishment. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of folks out there that just, you know, call it quits. But get in your mind that wherever you are now, if you're starting at, you know, you're starting at, I have a great marriage and I want it to be amazing or I have a good marriage or I have a crappy marriage and I just want to get to good. I just want to get to okay. Right. Have the long game in mind and have a lot of patience with yourself. Have a lot of patience with your wife, your kids. The, the people that go out and start protesting or proclaiming, you know, I've changed. Look at me. I've changed. They hadn't changed yet. <laughs> you hadn't started. And, mm -hmm. and if you hear me and my verbiage and, and how I'm talking and it sounds like I'm coming down on you, I'm really talking to me. Uh, I'm talking to me and how I understand. So I hope you can kind of catch the heart of where I am. I'm not necessarily, you know, saying that you, you don't know these things. So you're a dope. I'm saying I'm a dope. And it took me a long time to learn and to cultivate this relationship with my wife. But in the grand scheme of things, three or four years goes by so fast that you'll be surprised at the investment, how it's paying yes. off. And when it starts paying off, it starts paying those dividends. Ooh, game changer. Right. Game changer. Right. And I, and I believe that, um, men, you have to look at yourself as a farmer. I don't know if I said this before. You have to look at yourself as a farmer and you're, you're sowing seed into your marriage. Mm -hmm. So if, if you are wanting that great seed to produce, you're going to have to plant some seed there. You're yes. going to have to tend it. You're going to have to water it. You're going to have to look after it. You're going to have to protect it. It's, it's looking at it in that sense of what it is, what is it that I want to produce in my marriage? And that's the seed that you sow. And so many times, you know, we say, you know, our marriage sucks well, what seeds, what words have you been speaking into that? Because yeah. I'm a firm believer, you'll run into the words that you speak, positive or negative, you're going to run into them. Yeah, you will. Because you have the, the amount of power there is in words is unbelievable. But getting back to the art of asking questions, I just want um, the listener to understand that there is never a right or wrong answer. If you are asking your spouse an open-ended open -ended question as far as, what do you need from me? That is, you're looking into this person to see what it is they're feeling, what it is that they're needing from you, how it is that you could understand where they're coming from. In asking these questions, you are listening very intently to what it is that they are saying to you that can lead you into the next question. As far as um, 
what do you need from me? If they explain, well, I need this from you. I need this from you. So how can I help you in that? What, you know, it's like, what can I do to make you feel like you're appreciated? It's, it's leading into more and more depth of who that person is in front of you and them feeling like what they have to say is important. And you're taking note to it because you're leading into a next question to lead it into a next question. And what that does is it opens up that person to say, I have permission to be me in how it is that I feel in what it is that I'm saying. And you're taking it to heart Yes, because you're just not giving them this closed question is, well, you know, like, is this my fault? Um, what did I do that? Or, you know, like, um, do I need to explain myself again? Um, do you need help? I mean, it's, it's very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just very closed. Like you just answer that, like just to like get rid of that person because you don't want to talk to them because of the way that they're talking to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think there's a difference in being uh, curious mm-hmm. and being an interrogator. Right. Because you want to get down to the bottom. Is this my fault and what do I need to do to get myself out of trouble? <laughs> exactly. You know, what did I do this time mm-hmm. and uh, how do I get myself out of it? Right. And I think if you're able to, to if, if, when, not if, I think when you're able to flip that switch, um, that's just an area where your relationship can blossom. Right. I mean, if we walk all the way back to a couple episodes, two, three episodes here to don't take it personal. Um, one thing I, I failed to mention, but I'll mention now is that it really opened me up. It really, it it took a load off my back, if you will. When I figured out it wasn't my job to tell my wife how she feels about something. And she's actually a living, breathing, responsible adult. And she may not know how she feels about something right now. But if I give her a safe place to talk, she'll start to understand how she feels about something. And it's not my prerogative to say, well, this is how you feel about it. Because she has to make those decisions for herself. Right. And it's just the same uh, when it comes to, to this here, you know, and asking, you had the art of asking questions. If, if you listen and you try not to jump to any conclusions <laughs> about what's coming out of her mouth, mm-hmm. um, it'll make it a lot easier when you, you, you'll start to hear, you'll go, Oh, okay. I start to understand. And like Rita said, you know, it leads to the next question, to the next question. And for me, like between Jeannie and I, me being such a sports guy, we were in a heated conversation at one point and it's like, look, I'm, I'm smart and I'm sharp in a lot of things, but sometimes I don't catch a hint. (laughs) I just don't catch it. So here's what I need from you, honey. Like I'm vulnerable here. And that's a scary thing for a guy to be vulnerable. Right. You know, I'm saying, look, just give me the playbook. That's all I need. Mm -hmm. I need the playbook. I will study the plays. I will run them. I will execute them to the best of my ability. If I make a mistake, I'll acknowledge it. But give me the playbook so that I know you. I don't want to guess. Right. Um, How you tell me. How do you like it? How do you, the best way, how do you like it the most when I kiss you? Mm-hmm. Tell me. Right. Because that's what I'm going to give you. Exactly. You no, know, I'm giving you the chocolate syrup every time because <laughs> that's what you want. Right. I don't want you to have to fight through um, peanuts or cashews to get to the chocolate syrup. Let's start at chocolate syrup. 
Tell me what matters to you. Right. So and I, see, it creates, sorry. No, go, it, go, go. It creates that atmosphere of trust. It creates the atmospheres that I truly care about what you're thinking and what you're feeling. It just opens up that arena that it takes your relationship to a whole different level as far as intimacy. Um, I know most men think intimacy is just sex. There's a whole nother part of intimacy that could lead you into the sex. Right. It's just, but it's learning that it's learning what it is that your wife needs from you. She, you know, we're communicators We're we are um, nurturers just by nature. That's who we are. So you have to, you know, you have to understand that your wife isn't you and she doesn't think like you. Yes. Thankfully. (laughs) Right. Um, These are just, you know, real simple things that I just wanted to throw out there too. Like you never, you never start off a conversation or you never use, and this is funny because I'm saying you never, but you never use, I can't believe you think that way. Or you always do that. You never start your conversation. Like you always, or you never, Um, those are just killers when it comes to conversations. Been there, done that. Yep. So, you know, just looking at this episode and, you know, it's the art of asking questions. We could go on and on and on. And, and what I would like you just to do and what I would like you to think about as far as homework is come up with those questions that you would like to ask using an open-ended, you know, question. Formulate the question first before you sit down and have a conversation with your spouse. Think this stuff through before you just start thinking like you know it and, you know what it is that you're going to do. Just like you said, Quincy, start asking yourself these questions, those open-ended questions to see where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you really want to take advantage of the situation here, um, you know, with the information we've given you is start to cultivate uh, a small crop of questions, playing on the farmer's tag there. Um, And then you can uh, reach out to us and, um, you know, we can ask Coach Rita, what, well, you know, I want to ask this question, but I don't understand how to make it an open-ended question so my wife is not uh, frustrated with me or doesn't shut down. Right. So in doing that, there comes our contact information. How do you reach out to the Man versus Marriage podcast? Well, let's start out with email. We'll go with podcast at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group, Man vs. Marriage Podcast. Or you can hit us on Twitter at MVSM Podcast. So, I mean, as far as if it's like a really personal type question, which I know that uh, there's questions burning on our mind all the time, guys. Um, let's keep those. Uh, let's keep those in the uh, the Gmail, if that's okay. Uh, if it's super personal, that way we can kind of we can kind of keep it. Um, between us until we are able to coach you through it and then maybe we can use it as an example later. But that that's man vs marriage podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I just want to thank everybody again for listening, taking the time to better yourself, invest in your relationship. And thank you so much for being here guys. And uh, we look forward to talking in, in talking to you in the next episode. Can I get a roll tide?